0: Food rules are at the very centre of our eating habits. They shape the way we eat, influence what we eat, control how we eat and impact the time of day we eat. Our personal food rules are created uniquely, drawing on diets we have embarked on, our culture's eating habits and our social circle. The media we consume, yet even Netflix, makes an impression on our personal food rules. We tweak and alter as we go, but often don't shed the restrictions and regulations we have collected over the years. Hi, I'm Peter, a certified intuitive eating facilitator and self-care coach, and in today's episode of Nourish, Heal Your Relationship With Food, we're looking at food rules that you may have knowingly or unknowingly followed, and how we can let go of the rules that don't serve us. Do any of these food rules sound familiar? I eat because it's breakfast time or lunch time. I don't eat lunch if it isn't lunchtime. I don't eat gluten or insert any other food here. Not because I'm allergic or intolerant but because I've heard it's bad for you. I don't eat after a certain time. I treat myself to one nice thing a day, week, month on special occasions. I have cheat days. I label food as good or healthy and bad or unhealthy. I try to limit certain food groups such as carbs. I don't let myself eat too many sweet foods. I count calories or macros and eat a certain amount each day. How can we identify the rules which have a negative impact on us and don't serve us? So out of those rules, which ones aren't serving us and which ones are kind of not benefiting us at all and maybe potentially negatively impacting us? You're not going to like this, I know, but I'm going to be brutally honest with you. All food rules negatively impact your ability to tune in and eat the correct amount of foods your body needs at the perfect time it needs it. When you're able to honor this we call it intuitive eating. Don't worry, I don't expect you to just throw the food rule book out of the window, I know it isn't that easy. A lifetime of eating a certain way has gotten you to this point. A podcast episode on the subject isn't going to undo those behaviors. However, I do believe that in explaining how depriving ourselves of anything, yep, even chocolate, can create more stress and pressure around food. When we impose food rules on ourselves, we are often depriving ourselves of something, maybe just food in general because we have deemed it not the right time, even though we're hungry, or maybe a specific food like chips. That restriction inevitably leads us to become preoccupied by food. It's tough to stay focused when you just want those biscuits in the cupboard. When this happens, we become numb to our hunger and fullness cues. We rely on a diet we've followed to tell us when and what to eat. How can any diet know your body as well as you do? It doesn't. When we ban certain foods from our lives, we just want them more. It's the same psychological wizardry of wanting that outfit in the shop, but you don't have the money for it. Then You get paid and you can have it, but actually you go back and you don't want it so much anymore. We believe it's all about willpower around food, but maybe it isn't. When we let go of food rules, after an an initial kind of eat everything and anything stage, which usually only lasts a few days, we settle into not actually wanting to eat all of the food all of the time. I know you're probably shaking your head listening to this, thinking, "Nope, that won't be me. But there's no way you'll eat and eat and eat when you're being mindful and tuning into how full you are. Eating lots of the same foods like chocolate or chips gets sickening very quickly, and you'll be craving something lighter as quick as you polished off that chocolate bar when you first decided to have a go at intuitive eating. Due to how restrictive diets are, scarcity mindsets set in. So, our minds haven't evolved since the Stone Age. We still kind of think and see threats such as a restriction of food in the same way. We aren't processing it as ourselves choosing to restrict it, but just that there isn't enough. This scarcity mindset is the reason you go crazy on a cheat day. Subconsciously, you're convinced you don't know when the next time is that you'll be able to eat this much food again. And for most of us, we're in a very privileged position where there is always going to be food in the fridge or the cupboard. Or when we're out and about, we can always pop into a shop or a cafe to grab a snack. Food is all around us. And in the Western world, most of us are very privileged to not have to worry about starvation. But our subconscious doesn't know that. So the first step to the knots food rules have us bound up in is seeing food as just food, neither good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, because no food eaten once can cause you to put on weight, lose weight or cause malnutrition. It's only our behaviours around food that cause those things, not the food itself. It's a long, long, long journey, but this simple exercise will help raise awareness of your food rules and language. Jot down your personal food rules in a notebook. Write down all of the language you use to describe food. Good, bad, clean, dirty, healthy, unhealthy, junk food, etc. Think about when you say these things. So when a friend asks if you fancy going for a coffee and cake and you reply, Oh gosh, I'll just have the coffee. I've been a bit naughty recently and I can't have the cake. I need to be good. Jot these down. Writing as many as you can down is going to make you more aware of your language around food when it happens in real time. Try to catch yourself when you use this language and correct yourself. If in the situation above you don't fancy having cake, say, I'd love a coffee, I'm not in the mood for cake today. It will inevitably be followed up with, oh, are you on a diet? Because us humans love to talk diets. You may reply, no, I just don't feel like eating cake. And if you do, however, fancy cake, try not to get too caught up in the guilt of eating cake. Cake is just cake, like broccoli is broccoli. A slice of it with some coffee isn't going to cause any effect. If you feel like eating it, this could be because you've been more active today, you're feeling a certain emotion, hormones may be impacting what you want, whatever the reason, if you feel like eating cake, enjoy the cake. Be mindful as you eat, pop your knife and fork down between mouthfuls and pause halfway through to check fullness levels and if you're hungry for more or if maybe actually halfway through you've had enough. You can't undo food rules by listening to just this podcast episode but you can certainly become aware of them and that awareness will help you in undoing things. I have worked with many clients who wish to eat intuitively and totally do away with all food rules in their lives. And this takes a lot of energy and patience and perseverance to undo, journal, talk through and practice but every single time I'm told it's worth it. The mind space it frees up, the pressure it releases and the joy of eating it brings is worth every moment of self-development and understanding required. So If you'd like to work with me I have two intuitive eating online services. The first one is Nourish an intuitive eating group program which is available to enroll on at any time. It has its own private website with weekly audio coaching sessions, assignments and Q&As to ask questions anonymously and Nourish supports you in healing your relationship with food wherever you are in the world at a time that suits you. Nourish includes direct email support with me, a certified non-clinical intuitive eating coach and there is the optional add-on to have Voxer support with me. Voxer is a free voice messaging app so you can have kind of in the moment the opportunity to in the moment voice message me with what's going on and then I will get back to you during work hours and support you and coaching you around that. And it, it's a really great way of working together because it means that we're able to very quickly narrow in on the things that you're struggling with. And the other way to work with me is through private one-to-one coaching so work with me your intuitive eating coach through a tailored package of coaching sessions exploring your eating habits and beliefs and heal your relationship with food. So, this package also includes voice messaging support via Voxer and direct email support with me, and recorded coaching sessions delving into your weekly assignments and what you're personally struggling with. So, this is less um, generally structured and it's more structured exactly around what's going on with you and tailored to suit you. For more information on both of those services and check out my blog and website, please head to nourishingsoulfully.com. Until next time, be gentle, be kind. Remember you're doing the best you can, always.